The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back recording on July 12th. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks, uh, but the summer months, you know, the, the, the news is slow. If you go on some of these uh, Lions websites, uh, people have been posting like a couple weeks already. It's been taken off uh, with the 4th of July and everything like that, uh, but a lot. But, you know, we're back. And we're going to ready to talk about some line football. We're going to probably look a little more in the past here. We have an interesting idea we like to float out. But before we get into all that, I do just the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest. We got UJ. Hey, everybody. Bob. Hello there. Red Dog. Yo. And then last but not least, Connor. What up? All right, gentlemen. So uh, without much news at all to report upon, uh, well, I believe a former Lions coach, right, died. Michigan coach, yeah, uh, Gary Muller. Yeah. Yes. Gary Muller, and a player too. Yeah, I mean, I no, I don't uh, know as much about him personally, uh, but I don't know if you guys want to speak on him a little bit or not. Our former he had quarterback, a brief stint with the Lions, right after Bobby Ross quit. Yeah, then he yeah. Take over. So he, he was. He on. had a winning record though with the Lions. He was four and three in his seven game stint with as the Lions interim coach. So that's yeah. rare. I know, yeah, right. Rare for He's any a, Lions coach. But a statue up to him. How how many Lions coaches can say that? Yeah, how many Lions uh, coaches can say that? Our former quarterback also passed too. Sorry, can't hear Connor saying. What's that, that Connor? Repeat that. No, I was just wondering how many Lions quarterbacks actually say they finished with a winning record as a <laughs> Lions coach. Oh yeah, oh right. uh, yeah, Lions coaches. Yeah, not many. How many? <laughs> yeah, I don't think many uh, at all. We can't forget Marlon Briscoe, our former Lion, also Less. the first black starting quarterback in the AFL. It's a good point. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. he? Oh, I did. It was really. two weeks ago, but I mean, so it, it was. Oh, it was, yeah. It was a little while ago, but yeah, not, I didn't realize was, that. since we've last retalked. <laughs> For sure. And, but and uh, in podcast news, we have to congratulate Big Z, who is oh, off yeah. the market, ladies. He got married. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Congratulations! Congratulations! Yes, he is the uh, the pod actually up. got a shout out. The, the pod got a shout out during the wedding. Yeah, yeah the my wedding. Uh, father-in-law shouted out the podcast. He's a He's a fan of the podcast, even though he is not a Lions fan. He's a yes. You you have married into Packers fandom now. How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, we had my now wife on this podcast previously. We brought her into the Lions. Then Uh, she took she took you know she took her punches. That was Uh, when Z knew she was the one when she she came out unscathed, (laughs) relatively anyway. (laughs) Um. So what we want to do on this podcast is. An idea we've been thinking about for a while, but and we, we're just gonna try it out, um, you know, for the first time here, especially with no news. Uh, and we think it'd be an interesting exercise. I know we did the the redraft uh, a few weeks ago, but now we're gonna try something else new, called uh, what if we're gonna what if series. Now will it be a series. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see how popular it is. But <laughs> basically, you know, there's a bunch of. I think there's like a what if Marvel series or something like that. That that this was sprung before even that came to be. Uh, oh, an for idea. sure. But basically, 
The Lions have a lot of what ifs in their history, and a lot of it has to deal with referee calls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. At least, oh, yeah. uh, in terms of referee, I know there's a lot of what ifs, like if they draft somebody else and such like that. But at least in terms of bad calls that change the course of history, um, the Lions have that a plenty. And the one we want to focus on today is what if the Brandon Pettigrew in the 2014 or in the 2015 playoff game this is the 2014 season but the playoff game was in January 2015 what if the flag uh wasn't picked up by the refs and Ooh, so something we think about one. every day since it happened in 2015 I, oh, man. it haunts my you know, I'm going to lay out the scenario for you so Lions were the 6 seed playing at Dallas the 3 seed Lions were 11 and 5 that year uh after in week 17 losing 30 to 20 at Lambeau to win the division uh, because they didn't do that, they end up being the sixth seed and playing on the road at Dallas on January 4th. Um, so there's 8.25 left in the fourth quarter. The Lions are up 20-17 to 17, uh, with 8.25 left. It's a third and one. A third and one um, from about midfield, the 50-yard line. Lions are lining up in an eye formation, uh, and it's third and one. 8.25 left, remember, and Matt Stafford does a play action. So Theo Riddick's lined up in the backfield. The defense probably knows a pass is coming with when Theo, Theo Riddick's lined up in third and one uh, at this time, just uh, reminiscing on it. And Pettigrew has a little bit of a beat on the linebackers. Stafford throws a pass 20 yards down the left seam. It's a little short, and Anthony Hitchens is in coverage on Brandon Pettigrew. Now – the pass is a little short. It hits Hitchens in the back, but Pettigrew tried coming back for the ball, and there's an. It looks in real time. It looks like an obvious pass interference in replay. It looks like an obvious pass interference. <laughs> Hitchens yeah. is pushing oh, his yeah. left arm on Pettigrew's right shoulder, and doesn't allow Pettigrew face a, an opportunity to even come back to the. Yeah, they call it face guarding, but I don't even know if it's face guarding. It's just a blatant pass interference <laughs> pushing on the right shoulder and not allowing a guy to come grab the ball. Um, while the ball's in the air. So there's there's a slew of so they, they call the penalty and then there seems to be confusion on the field a little bit. Uh and the referee then <laughs> announces pass interference oh. and then a minute later they they overturn it with no explanation as to why. They just pick up the flag. And then it's fourth <laughs> and one. Sam Martin botches a punt for ten yards. The Cowboys uh, come down and score a touchdown with a, a little over two and a half minutes left. But the, here's the thing about this game that I forget every time. The Lions still had an opportunity to win this game. They get the ball with a little over two minutes left in the game. Uh, on the second play of the last drive, Stafford actually fumbles. Demarcus Lawrence picks up the ball, and he fumbles. Uh, Garrett Reynolds, our former running back, uh, forces the fumble. Riley Reef falls on it. The Lions get a new set of downs, first and ten. Then the Lions end up getting a fourth and three at midfield at the 50-yard line and can't complete it and lose the game with about wow. uh, 30 seconds left. So the Lions had another top opportunity here. Matt Stafford had a chance to to overcome this, uh, this terrible call, but they couldn't do it in the end. Um, but, yeah. again... 2017, was, we were up. If we complete, if that pass interference is upheld, the Lions have first and ten at the 30 yard line. They're in field goal range, um, and it doesn't happen. And there's two other things I want to mention about this play. 
There was also, it looked like an obvious defensive holding on this call, on the same Anthony Hitchens. So two flags, not called. And then Des Bryant runs on the field without his helmet on, which yeah. is a clear violation of every rule. And it should have been a personal foul of 15 yards. That isn't called either. There are three <laughs> flags on this play, not called. Um, a travesty in every regard. Yes. Well, and because it was the Cowboys, no one cared. So it's unfortunate. It's, yeah. Unfortunately, it, that's true. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did get held on that. He grabbed his jersey when he was running the route and then the pass interference. And that I can't believe that penalty with the taking his helmet off because they were, that was yeah. an obvious penalty. Oh, yeah. And people knew about that penalty. It was a very well publicized type of penalty. And they just, decide not to do it because it's Dallas. Yeah, and if you if you look at the – if you go back and watch this game, uh, January 4th, 2015, uh, 2014 season, um, the rest look like they are all sorts of confused on the field. The, the, these playoff – they do it every year in the NFL. The, the, the crew that they work with all year, they don't work with in the playoffs. It's a whole new right. set of officials. It's like an all-star team of officials, but they don't work with each other. They haven't communicated with each other previously. Um, I think that really costs them. If, if you go on YouTube too, you, you'll see Mike Pereira give his opinion on this, and he also thinks there's a like a blatant pass interference, a blatant holding, <laughs> and the <laughs> so he funny. doesn't mention the does Brian taking off the helmet part in the video, um, but he definitely thinks there should have been a flag, and he thinks the referees. Uh, miscommunicating definitely hurt the Lions. Uh, you know, if you ask me, this is way worse. You know, most people, non-Lions fans, won't agree with me probably, but this is way worse than even the Saints play. Because it's cumulative. It's like, you mean, you know, you know well, the play I'm talking about, right? I'm yeah. yeah when yeah, uh, their about. guy was tackled. I mean, it's effectively the same thing, except worse. Because they, at least they just played dumb. They literally threw the flag and then picked up the flag. Like, that's yeah, they made the correct call. They made yeah. the correct saying. call. Like, this is worse than that to me. That was a crazy thing. At least they, they can be like, my refs are blind. Our refs knew what they were doing. Fix was in, boys. <laughs> Let's face it. The NFL didn't want the Lions to win that game, period. Yeah. And then the what-if scenario. Well, I think they win the game if they if that uh, happens. I think they and, do, uh, too. And then that, I think that team was starting to get better as the season went on. I that think they... They would that, have made a deep run of the playoffs. Maybe Sue stays after that. Who knows? I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they go on to play Seattle if they win that game, right? Right. Who beat Carolina comfortably that round. So that would have been a really tough game as well at Seattle. We had a good um, D, though. But I think a playoff win would have fired that Lions team up, and we don't even know oh. what would have happened in oh, Seattle. Oh, without a doubt. But it wouldn't have been an easy game. I'm not saying this team would have made the Super Bowl, but they could have gone deep. Here. Remember this team, too. and uh, I mean, we're going to get into this as well since we're reminiscing about this team. Uh, second overall in defense and a historically, historically mm -hmm. great rush defense. Only giving up 69.3 yards per game on the ground. Uh, only 300 yards per game overall. Second best in the NFL, but first in rush defense easily. I think it was like by 10 plus yards they were first overall in the NFL in rush defense. Um, yeah. And it was wasted because... Joe Lombardi, your offensive coordinator. That's a that's another compelling what if. What if we had a capable offensive coordinator? Oh, yeah, right. Mm. right. Yeah, ter this is Terrell Austin, Jim Caldwell, uh, our new head coach, first year. Uh, Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator. Uh, that's we had DeAndre Levy too, right? It was like uh, 
we had decent linebacker play. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was his yeah. best year, I think. That was the record. last time we had decent linebacker play, in my opinion. Yeah, until yeah Levy oh. to hear Whitehead, uh, main two linebackers on this team. Um, oh, Ahead Bo was our strong safety. Glover Quinn, free safety. We had Slay and Robert Rasheen Mathis as the cornerbacks. One year of good Rasheen Mathis. Oh, Mathis. Obviously, Sue, uh, Ziggy Ansah. It's a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid defense. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, honestly, it's just, uh, it sucks. Another really big sucks. what if would have been if they didn't blow that Packers game at the end of the year and go and you know just do the right thing and seal the division. That I think that would have changed everything too. Well, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was we should have beat them that year if I remember correctly too. We blew that game, but yeah. I mean, we lost that thirty to twenty. I. I that one's less of a what if for me. I, it's I less mean, on the refs, though, and more on just what I think Jim Caldwell's failings as a coach. But well, there's all this revisionist history now saying Caldwell was better than he was because Patricia was so bad. In my opinion, everyone was acting like Caldwell was going twelve and four so every the, year when the, that's not the case. That there was always failings with Caldwell. I think they could never yeah, beat the, the good teams. So the, the Lions right. lost uh, five games this year, uh, seven a twenty four to seven loss at Carolina, um, a seventeen to fourteen loss. Mm. This this is the Jim Caldwell raise him up at uh, midfield on the shoulders. Seventeen uh, fourteen loss at home to the Bills. Oh, that was when he went to go be defense coordinator over there uh, mm. the year after he got fired. Uh, then a fourteen to six loss at Arizona, a thirty four to nine loss. Uh, uh, a lot of these losses definitely, you know, a good offense outscores these teams and wins the game besides the 34-9 to loss at New England uh, where they got their asses beat. But every other one was, like, a pretty competitive game. It just poor offensive performances, really. I mean, even a lot of the games they won were low scoring. So, <laughs> um, And, and Matt Stafford comebacks, right? I remember Stafford was Mr. Comeback that year because his arm was the thing that kept him and Theo Riddick was the thing that kept this uh, that like offensive attack on life support at the end of every game, but kept yeah. us in them. Yeah. Do you remember the? Do you mad. remember our kicker at the beginning of the season? No. The beginning? I have no, no. idea. Who's that? Nate Freeze. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh. <laughs> Only played three games and he was fired, and then they picked up Matt Prater after he uh, got released by the Broncos. One good thing that happened in the Caldwell. Hey, uh, hey, Bob, least. do you think if Jim Bob Cooter were the coordinator that year, they win the Super Bowl? Oh, God, yes. Cooter, <laughs> legend. <laughs> For sure. I was just wondering. Yeah, he's, he's not a, a legend, but I think Detroit Lions too. legend. He was that marginally better than Lombardi that it <laughs> would have made all the difference, I think. Remember um, how we beat the Bears at the when he took over that last game of the season after Lombardi left the next year? <laughs> and we won to ruin our draft position. Great. <laughs> so, I mean, what what happened the rest of the season? Uh, I mean, like Connor mentioned, Detroit would have gone to Seattle. Seattle was the one seed this year. They beat. They end up beating Carolina 31-17, and then Seattle 28-22 uh, over Green Bay um, in the conference championship. But so, so Dallas wins this game on sheer luck, as we have described with the refs. But then justice. they get screwed by the refs in the next game in Green Bay. So it was kind of karma, uh, mm-hmm. bit, uh, you know, coming right back at them because there was that controversial Des Bryant. Uh, um, it, it lo- they they ruled an incomplete 
catch, I believe, after it looked like an obvious catch where he like caught it, had a couple steps, reached out. The process. The zone. Yeah, well, like the a process. Calvin type, like the Calvin call, the yeah, Calvin rule? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It looked like an obvious catch. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they get screwed, and Green Bay wins that game. And then Green Bay <laughs> goes to Seattle, and they <laughs> Seattle recovers an onside kick right off the head of the Green Bay oh, yeah. uh, hands team and wins the game uh, late. <laughs> and then Seattle <laughs> loses 28-24. Um, at, at the goal line against New England. So it's just funny how, how each of those games, uh, starting with uh, the Lions, kind of had like a bit of karma for the team that won. <laughs> it's just where you find – it's how they find yeah. out where they are in the pecking order with the league is the <laughs> – Yeah. Yeah, really. But, yeah. And then the other what if with this whole thing is it would have just taken the monkey off the back of the of the uh, organization. You know, they're yes. oh, still chasing that one win. Even if they lost next week, they would have had a win in hand. Right, it's been a different, different feeling against the Cowboys too. The last team they beat in the playoffs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. W- wins like that yeah. create magic too. The last, if you get a win like that, you get your first playoff win in years. Like that creates magic, and who knows what you're capable of doing? You know what kind of run you can go on. It's just so insane to me that we've won one playoff game in the modern era. Like that <laughs> baffles me. Does like, that even count as the modern era anymore? <laughs> <laughs> in the Super Bowl like era, I should say. The Super Bowl era, Super Bowl era, yes. The modern era has 17 regular season games, damn it. <laughs> well, then so many teams haven't won a playoff game. True. Hey, we're not alone. Yeah. Like, we'll win one before the Browns, I'll tell you that. Hell yeah. There's a prediction. I think they're going down like in that. flames right now. They tied their ship, or tied their, tied themselves to a sinking ship. I agree. Yeah, this is a 29-year-old Reggie Bush, a 28-year-old Joyke Bell in the backfield uh, for Bush. this game. But Golden Tate, Calvin Johnson, Eric Ebron in his rookie year um, this year. I mean, uh, Sir drops a lot, Calvin. but when you have Calvin, there's always are, a chance. Calvin had no touchdowns so in this game, by the way. Um, the only touchdown receiving was the Golden Tate. Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. had eight targets in this game for 67 yards. Um, Man, Calvin in a prime Golden Tate, that's quite a receiving one-two are, right there. <laughs> Our offense was so stacked. It should have been so much better. It it succeeded because of the sheer talent. How like how often do we get? What can we say that about any unit on our team? And we had to have it combined with the worst offensive coordinator that I've ever seen in my life. I think I, for any team ever. And now he's the offense coordinator again for the Chargers. Well, that's uh, yeah. Justin Herbert, which a lot of people think is the most exciting young quarterback in the whole league. <laughs> So. Well, hey, we'll if you goes. learn, that's one thing. Yeah, you know, people I learn, would, but yeah, that's definitely best. the best Lions defense in my lifetime. I mean, oh, easily. Bob and UJ maybe with have a, a different answer. No, but no. for us, that's got to be the number one. This defense is like Patri- like what Patricia was trying to do uh, in Quinn, like to stop the run, like first and foremost. This defense is like slightly worse than the defense I think we're going to have this year. Like that's how good they were. All right. Well, that's another discussion. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. That's how good they were. No, that was the best defense I can remember, too. Definitely. Yeah. And that's how good I think we're I mean, we've had some good defensive players over the years, you know. Uh, it's just so infuriating when you have a historic defense and a franchise quarterback with Calvin Johnson, and you can't win a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> it says a lot about the organization, how it's been over the years, but right. I think it's turning around. But that team didn't have Dan Campbell. They didn't have Motor City Dan. And they didn't have Jared Goff. 
Right. <laughs> These are all just going to be marks of the, the what we had to get through to get to where we're going here. That's all. But it does go with the philosophy that we we can't let the refs beat us. And uh, and, and I think Campbell's yeah. got that notion in his head, too. He says, we got we got to win this game and we can't let the refs take this game from us. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, and I, th- I think uh, we're going to get to that point soon. Whether it's not going to matter what the refs do, and the good teams, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, yep. everyone gets it bad shows, calls against them here and there. It happens. I mean, it seems like for us, it shows your foundations are built on sand. I think when you fall apart that easy, can't yeah. you like see in your mind like Aiden Hutchinson having a game-winning sack or Jamison Williams catching like a thirty-yard touchdown pass to seal a playoff oh, game? So like, can't you see I that in the future? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That... Who's throwing the ball in the future, Connor? Is it Goff? Mm, that's a long debate to have on a future pod, I <laughs> <Yeah>. think. <laughs> yeah. The, I do want to mention the Lions had six sacks in this game for over 50 yards uh, lost. Damn. So, wow. And, wow. And two from Sue, Sue in this game. It was a great yeah. Sue year. Against wow. Tony Romo. Against the great Tony Romo. Daryl <laughs> Tapp had a sack in this game. Daryl Tapp. <laughs> you might have heard of, thought about in a while. One of our old Lions legends. Ah. <sighs> What could have been? What it could have been? Uh, I think another big difference in this game: the Lions had their one fourth down at the end of the game that can convert. The Cowboys converted two on that last drive uh, that they scored the touchdown on <laughs> uh, to win the game. So the so. the defense is our strength, but also just couldn't come quite through uh, at the very end to stop the Cowboys. Unfortunately, yeah. It's, it was oh, in I mean, tears. We need to get the this what if here. How do we? What what happens next? Pettigrew. Catch or doesn't catch the ball. Yeah, Pettigrew's legacy absolutely. I'm I saying, huh? Changes. What happens next? The pe- the penalty doesn't. It gets called. We get those yards. What do you think happens? Let's play this out. How does the uh, game play out at that point? And on to the next part. Well, I think the the Lions run down the clock um, to about five minutes and kick a field goal to go up twenty three seventeen. Um, and I, I think. The Lions defense stops. Right, I'm the Cowboys have to go the full length of the field. They don't have to go 50 yards. You're wrong, Z. I'm sorry. The next play, we get it, and Stafford throws a pass to Calvin wide open in the middle of the end zone, but it was an illegal catch for being a Lion, and we were disqualified from winning the game. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It always ends the same. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's what I'm. I, my Kool Aid. Drink some Kool Aid, man. We all yes. agree the Lions win. Right? Oh no, I liked your scenario. That's I like that exactly you think Joel Lombardi could have schemed up a play to get Calvin wide open. Yeah, right. play, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Calvin ever anywhere not with a defender in his immediate vicinity in that game? If we agree the Lions win, what happens against Seattle? Do we think? Oh, they win again. Do, do they beat they Seattle? Win. They win. You think so? Yeah. I, what yeah. What do you think the score of that game is? Low. 39 to 3. <laughs> <Stafford>. <laughs> <laughs> A billion to nothing Lions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you're really showing my cool it is lower. <laughs> if the Lions uh, win this game, uh, are we more... F- are we... Uh, do we have better... Do we... What what did, what would that have done for Jim Caldwell's legacy? Unfortunately, oh, that would have probably kept everything. him on the lines. 
That would have kept them on the lines a few more years. I yeah, think. so that that would have one playoff that game. Set I think so, not, I literally think year. that's the case. I think that's literally uh, the case. So really, yeah. that would have set the organization back even more if we kept Caldwell. <laughs> and and now we would only be in like year two of Patricia right now. That's right. Oh God! Think about please, it. Let's not yeah, think about where it. this pod would be if the Lions win that playoff game. So maybe that call was a great thing for us in the long run. I mean, if you're thinking long and every other call before it, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Everything that led it's to all been leading to this. <laughs> yeah. It's all been leading to this. It's all been all leading to generations. It would have been fans who died without seeing Super Bowl. It would have been Super Bowl winning Jim Caldwell because that team was going to make a run right after that game. If so, they win the Super Bowl, he gets a lifetime contract, and I don't care. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I wouldn't care at that point. You know, at my at my wedding, uh, the, the priest is saying like God has had a plan for me and my wife, you know, to meet one day. Mm. So I feel like the same is being applied to Lions here. All this is happening for a reason. God has a plan to, and oh, the Lions are ultimately going to dominate the NFL for many years to come. Wow. I agree. I agree. With you. Totally agree. Hundred <laughs> percent. If you're a faithful, if you're a faithful person, if not, uh, you know. Hey, anybody it's who's it's all happening for a reason is what I'm trying to get. To. Anybody who's followed the Lions as long as we have is a faithful person. There's a lot of people out there that follow yeah, this team. Sure. So you, there's some level of faith in there. For sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's coming. The most loyal fans in the world. Absolutely. God bless oh, yeah. them all. Um, See, ladies, if you want a loyal man, get a, yourself a Lions fan. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Oh. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, what I mean, right after this play too, what if Sam Martin doesn't punt it 10 yards? <laughs> yeah, that was another right. thing. That was just, Oh my god. See, that's that's that why I love like where we're at now. I feel like our stick. foundation wouldn't allow these outcomes. Like we're not going to get derailed by these little one plays with the way they're building this team. That team had a lot of superstar power. But where was the depth? Where was the offensive line at that time? Even though I think we were halfway decent, but not our best. I'm just saying, like, that organization was built on rotten foundations. So. Yeah, Z, that, that Sam Martin, he was having a great year. And then he shanks yeah. a punt under oh. pressure. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, oh, God. That was <sighs> another knife in the back. <laughs> yeah, that It always seemed that way. Like, our best players always seem to fail in the past, like, right when we needed them most, Jason Hansen, Calvin Johnson, Stafford, Eddie Murray, uh, Eddie Murray. Let's Martin. not forget the, uh, yeah. all of them. I mean, like, it's like, damn, that's a, what if for another day, but before your time, big Z, but a bigger, mm-hmm. what if than that passing or beat the 49ers. Oh, was that the, wasn't that the conference championship? We would have been in the conference championship. If we won that game. Yeah, it was the conference. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been huge. Eddie Murray. Uh, Isn't that the pennant? Or what did they used to call it the pennant? No, that's baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oops. We don't talk about baseball on this podcast. Well, uh, know, man. As far as I've heard. Yeah, it's a tough one. This hey, is, uh, yeah. Z, you mentioned uh, reflect upon. Darius Slay on that team. That's the Lions' last oh, yeah. defensive pro bowler that we've had. Shut down Des Bryant in that game, <laughs> if I remember correctly. We haven't had a pro bowler since Slay. I think um, so. I think that'll change what? this year. Was Nick Fairley on that team? On this team? Yeah, I can't remember. Did he get hurt this year? By no. Sue rolling through him? I think that was the year it happened. 
I was when they were supposed to. Oh yeah, so he was on this team. Sorry, yeah, he got. He only played in uh, eight games. Yeah, and he was looking great for the first time. That Sue rolled him in the backfield. I think that was the end of his time as a lion, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, Tolik was barely on this team. Uh, was that when he I, was hop party? I I remember them having an exciting one too for a little while. That could be another interesting the scenario. Beginning of the year. Yeah, this is Swanson's rookie year. Oh wow! Uh, so. Boy. Man, this is our, these our first time doing this segment, but it's already pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> See, it makes me happy to contrast it to where we are now because I feel much better. Let's go yeah. back to the 1957 year. Let's reminisce on that <laughs> yeah. one. Let's just open more wounds. Yeah. The 1938 season I've never recovered from emotionally. So we'll talk about that for a second. Yeah. Connor's always been pretty raw about yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, what were they, the Portsmouth? Uh, what were the Lions before? The, the Spartans? Were they the Spartans? Yeah, Spartans, right. Portsmouth oh, yeah, Spartans. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bob, uh, Sue was a first-team All-Pro, so uh, he's probably the most notable defensive player in this team. Yeah. No, I'm just uh, saying Slay was a pro bowler after Sue left, and he was the last Lion. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Is gotcha. he the last? Last like, Lion defender. First-teamer? As a pro in the Pro Bowl. Sue's definitely the last first I thought team we all just pro. Had, That's no, sure. the it, next one will be Aiden Hutchinson. I thought we oh, had yeah. like a guarantee. couple of guys get in on Pro Bowls in recent years on like backups. Who? I thought like Stafford who is our did last year? No, with defense. We're talking. Defense. We're talking defense. defense only. Oh, are you specific? I didn't hear that. Yeah. Right. Okay, gotcha. Defense. I literally think uh, Aiden Hutchinson will be the next one. Like, oh I, yeah. I, I, I heard Brockers said that Hutchinson's on a mission. The man on a mission. I could see Tracy Walker maybe sneaking in there if he ups. Mm. If Tracy the defensive Walker's line son. plays better and gives him yeah. like more time. To well, my, my pick. I, is, I can see Romeo Quara. My pick is Ali McNeil. Ali McNeil. Ali McNeil. You. When do we get the like Jeff Akuda? <laughs> I can't wait to see what Romeo Quara does. Well, with Jeff Akuda needs to play like <laughs> more than half a season. aquara has yeah. got a shot too. Yeah, for sure. Well. Uh, I mean, he's got to just come back healthy first, and then we'll go from there. When does Cephas make the the this year? Ball? Probably, yeah. He's got to make the team first. Yeah. Oh, oh man, you guys have no faith at all. I mean, that's the little side bet that UJ yeah. and I have. Cephas, right. I have Trinity Benson. He is Cephas making yeah, that last. Bob's looking to lose some. Yeah. It seems about fifty-fifty from Lions fans. I think the pundits <laughs> are siding with Cephas, but we'll see. Yeah. I just think it seems obvious, but you know, yeah, this is me. <laughs> yeah, this is also Kyle Van Noy's rookie year too. Um, didn't do too much. He did nothing uh, with the all. Lions. He was awful. Yeah, oh. they misused him. That was the weirdest things like back then when we would just draft these guys like that looked like really good, but then they wouldn't use them how they were meant to be used, and it would just be like so frustrating. Oh. Yeah, th- this draft was Ebron in the first round, Van Noy in the second, Travis and then Lawson he has the a third. decent career somewhere else. Ne- yeah. Nevin Lawson and Larry Webster in the fourth Nevin round. Lawson. Karan Reed in the fifth, uh, who actually played for a while in the NFL, yeah. and then T.J. Jones and Nate Freeze. T.J. Jones was one I always hoped. He was always like right on the edge of hanging on there and almost making a role for himself. It's too bad Aaron Donald was gone and we had to take Ebron. Oh no! I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's another big what if. Can you oh, imagine man. Aaron Donald with uh, Sue? Sue? There's a what yeah, if. Yeah, I can yeah, imagine that. Sure. Believe it or not. That's a team that just wins because of that defense. It doesn't matter what the offense does. I think that would oh, be declared God. illegal 
putting them next to each other. With Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald's a rookie. Was uh, the space that Sue would create for him. And and the help that would give the linebackers, too. Like, I think Levy oh has God. an even better year. Oh, like, God. Was Glover Quinn still around? Yeah, yep. he was on that team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Him and Levy. I, Quinn was one of the best creative signings we've ever made, period, as the, for the Lions organization, if you ask me. One of the oh. underrated ones. He was really good. Remember him and Levy, like, led the league in interceptions, I think, on the same year or in back-to-back years. Can't remember, but those two together were kind of awesome. Rome in the middle. Yeah, this is a uh, – yeah, I mean, if the Lions – if they just keep that penalty, Lions win, then maybe go to Seattle and really make something happen. But at least they get that one win, and it – Yeah. So we all agree – we all we agree they at. beat Seattle. What happens then if we all agree they beat Seattle? They, they, they play Green Bay. And, uh, Do you think they Green beat Green Bay? Bay? To go to the Super Bowl. You think they, they beat Green Bay? Green Bay. I actually, mean, they played them twice that year. It's hard to beat a good team three times. I think we should have beat them in that last game of the season, absolutely. And I think they would. I think the revenge would have. Yeah. Got them through it this time. So basically, we're looking at if that flag doesn't get picked up, this podcast would be about which Super Bowl was the best for the Lions. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all that one play. You know, that would kind of ruin the moniker too. Like drinking the blue Kool Aid, like. Like why? Like yeah. Like it, it's Do we change the name when like we win a Super Bowl? We yeah. are the winners all the time. <laughs> We'd have a different podcast. Lions keep winning. Is this boring or? What? <laughs> Is it bad for the uh, league? <laughs> should we let someone else win once in a while? <laughs> I do want to correct myself. I said the Lions lost to Green Bay twice that year. They only lost to him once. They beat him week three, nineteen to seven at Ford Field. They just lost to him. Uh, the last week of the season to win the, the, the division. Yeah. Oh my. That was a tough one. Yeah. We I mean, this win. is just this is the best Lions team I, I think I've I've seen since I've been alive and born in 1992 and had a memory of yeah. NFL football. Best record we've seen. So I mean, uh, 1991 was a pretty awesome team. So, uh, right. So I'm the bad luck charm. You are. They, you were born. Yeah, playoff yeah, game. I'm born. They haven't won since. Well, I can say well, the same thing. Barry when I was born. In 1957, <laughs> they win the uh, championship. And 1958, I'm born. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Who's worse? <laughs> That's true. They drafted Barry when I was born. And then you came along. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, totally. Uh, UJ, the, me. they also had a good team in, um, was it 94? when the, Or 95? When they lost to the Eagles uh, horribly, but they had Barry Sanders. They had a stacked offense yes, that year. They did. They did. They, they scored thirty-eight points or something, but they gave up fifty-eight in, in that game. Was, right. It was a, oh, a yeah. nightmare of a game. But uh, I'll tell you what, though. Thing. I mean, we're we're getting off track a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> watching Barry Sanders was just a gift from God, man. <laughs> oh guy, yeah, that guy was unbelievable. I mean, I jumped out of my seat more times watching Lions. Every time that guy touched the ball, did something. It's unbelievable. The guy was just unreal. We, we, if the Lions, if the Lions uh, win this win this game, does Tony Romo uh, not become a announcer? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm just trying to think of all the what if yeah. scenarios. If the right Lions here. win, Tony Romo gets stuck in a Groundhog's Day. I don't know how many, to- I don't know how many playoff games game over Romo and over won, again. But I don't think it was. I think this might have been his only one. Might have been. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna look this up now. The great Tony Romo only won one playoff. game? Tony Romo, a legend of broadcasting, though. 
He's great in the booth. <laughs> I like Romo. He was a solid quarterback. He is pretty hey, good. <laughs> is he still good now, though, or is it worn off a little bit? Yeah, Tony Romo. Uh, He's still good. He's two and four overall. This is one of his two playoff wins. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, two and four. Two and four, yep. I don't remember what the second one was. But. You see, that that Rams team that Stafford won the Super Bowl with kind of reminds me of that Lions team in 2014. Like, they had a great defense. And they had a lot of offensive weapons. They just yep. had a lot better of an offensive coordinator. <laughs> it's literally Joel Lombardi. He's like, let's get Sean McVay calling our plays. Not I guarantee we win the Super Bowl that year. It's pro or against oh, Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> guarantee it. Calvin Johnson and like, oh my god, like I'm not like I think Sean Vay honestly is slightly overrated, only only in the slightest. But like, uh, there's no doubt that he would have taken this team. <laughs> he could have probably turned this team into a dynasty. <laughs> like the weapons we had. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He already did proved he could do it with Stafford once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder right. if Terrell Austin gets uh, hired as a head coach if they win, if they manage to win this game and uh, have kind of that on his resume. Probably. Too. Yeah. He was a hot name after the season. It kind of surprises me he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was the name? I didn't catch that. He got a bunch of looks. Uh, I think the Falcons was the closest he got to being hired. He'd end up not getting hired by anybody, then gets fired eventually. And then uh, I think he he went to be defense coordinator for the Bengals a little bit under. uh, Oh, Caldwell. Terrell Austin. Terrell Austin. He looked so good that first year. Like, I mean, yeah, the defense is really good, but. He never got flexible like he kept saying he would after that. We got like married to after that four three and he all lost all kind of creativity, it seemed. Yeah, Maybe that was a lack of talent though. Yeah, losing Sue was uh huge. I think first team all pro up the middle. I think he doubled down on like some like fundamental formation instead of getting more creative, which I think would have maybe helped him, but he was never the main problem on that team. Hey, don't you miss trying to explain to people how Sue wasn't dirty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think this is the... to say well, how dirty he was. No, man, he obviously didn't know he was kicking a guy in the nuts. No, yeah. how I mean, did he it, it, well, that was ridiculous. He didn't no really he knew stop him. Him. He just sort of like pulled up. You know, he didn't look like he was going to stop, but he didn't this, really. This, do it. this was all. the season where. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Connor. Go ahead. No, I was saying Sue's best moment was against Cuddy, <laughs> against Jay Cutler, with that that freakish stomp, and then all the Bears oh, fans were yeah, flipping the, out. Yeah, the shiver it to was the ground, iconic. Yeah, the shove. Oh, that was the yeah. most bogus call. That was just some good football. You shove him too hard. They made up a whole hard. new penalty because he was too violent. That was amazing. Shoving <laughs> too hard, fifteen yards. This is the that week seventeen game that we keep mentioning where the Lions lost to the Packers. Um, this is the game where Sue kind of s- stepped on. Roger's angle, ankle, or accidentally walked into it backwards. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. talking about when he shoved Jay Cutler. In the I know. Back. I'm talking about another oh. incident. Oh. Yeah. I remember, okay. I remember that one too. Z. I remember all those, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, didn't see, he didn't see Rogers bicep. Yeah, he did. It was an accident, obviously. Jeez. That was probably the one of the worst ones, honestly, for him. Because <laughs> honestly, the bicep stomp was the most overblown because it was barely a tap. And then the kick in the nuts. There's no way he did that on purpose. And then for that Rogers one, I was like, okay, justice for Sue. <laughs> can't really Sue's make done a, nothing wrong. Yeah, there's just not really like a. He's totally oblivious to his surroundings. He's only a pro athlete. He doesn't need to be alert. He hasn't really been involved in too much of that since he uh, left the line. Well, he did try to kill Stafford in the playoff game. 
Mm. Yeah. 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 It's probably the sand. It's probably the warm sun in Florida <laughs> that kind of mm. mellowed them out. Yeah. It's stacks the cash, mellowed them yeah, out. Yeah, the stacks of untaxed cash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, this was an interesting experiment. Uh, if there's other. Oh, the, the referee, if you want to remember his name, too. I don't think I mentioned it, but Peter Morelli, that was the head referee for this one. Uh, the back judge lead. He just got Dyer to my is list. the one who threw the flag that got picked up. Um, I don't know who picked it up. I don't know whose call it was. I have no idea. Um, they didn't have a sky judge at this time, so I, re- <laughs> I really don't know who replayed it in their mind that it wasn't a pass interference. We'll never know. Um, we'll always wonder, what if? The flag didn't get picked up. Didn't the guy who picked it up, uh, didn't he go home and wound up being a horrible drunk and just drank himself to death after that because he felt <laughs> yeah. so guilty? I think he was actually a secret totally. spy for Russia. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. You can only wonder. <laughs> he probably went on to uh, ump that Tigers game where they, they had the perfect game and he had a bad call at first. That would have killed it. I yeah. think he met Jerry Jones in the tunnel afterwards and picked up his check. Or his bag of cash. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, oh, boy. Well, the Lions, 11-5 and five this year. A sixth seed. Go to Dallas. Losing a heartbreaker. And we'll always wonder what if. Uh, what if? This game? Never know. But know. the Cowboys got their karma in the next one. What if? the karma went all the way through the Super Bowl. We need, like, bumper <laughs> music. What if? And that doo-doo-doo, that little heart music mm-hmm. that rips mm-hmm. off into a dream. What is? What's that show with uh, yeah, so we need Factor a le- Fiction? A leader or whatever. Factor Fiction? Do you remember that show? It had a writer uh, from Star Trek The Next Generation. He's like... I, I can't remember. No. It. <laughs> <laughs> we made it up. It's all fiction. We should. Oh, that that that'll be a fact. I, I think Never I mind. actually do remember that. But. Too bad Never we talk mind. About... <laughs> <laughs> no, it would work. I was going to say we could bring up like uh, ideas like, oh... Describe like the Calvin catch. Like, is this fact or fiction? No one would ever believe it, but we probably talk about it too much, so everyone already knows about it. <laughs> so, I, I, maybe there's something there, Connor. I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah. We'll brainstorm. All right, gentlemen. I think we can wrap it up here. Um, again, the Lions lose twenty four twenty to the Cowboys in twenty fourteen, uh, but that's all right. Uh, the consensus is they win like the I Super said, Bowl. They... It's des- yes, we all know it's destiny. Mm-hmm. This is all part um, of a bigger, you know, destiny for the Lions, uh, where they can dominate the NFL for years to come. Destiny is all. <laughs> all right, so thank you to our producer, Kid J. Thank you to um, sidelinereport.com for hosting the podcast. Go in there, check out their articles. Um, and just thank you to the listeners. We appreciate uh you come back. Hopefully, hopefully a good holiday. Hopefully, your summer's off to a great start. We're in the second half of 2022 already. Pretty crazy. Time flies. Uh, training camp starts in two weeks. It's coming. And then, you know, right after that, Hard Knocks weeks, is coming. Baby. And two we'll weeks. have a lot to talk about here coming oh, up with God. the Lions. And then before you know it, uh, it's uh, September so 6th or 8th. or I forgot the opening day exact, but it's right around that time. And we are off and running with uh, – Another seventeen week season. Yeah. Eighteen week season, seventeen <laughs> games. There you go. All right. I'm that we have more games. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, go, go. go.
field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.